0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Tableverse Podcast. My name is Justin, and I will be your Star Lord for this original Starfinder campaign. Playing with me at the table today, we have. My name is Allie, and I'll be playing Quib, the Usagi Operative.
1: Hi, I'm Connor, and I'll be playing Paul, the Lashenta Envoy. I'm Quinn, and I will be playing Kobach, the Vesk Mystic.
2: And I'm JD, I'll be playing Captain Eustace Creana the Maraquai Salaria.
0: And once again, we have a very special guest star here with us at the table. Guest star, please introduce yourself.
3: Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'll be playing Volanth, the Lashunta Mystic. So we're coming off of
0: a really awesome episode last week. The crew made it to Hexton University looking for answers about this strange, extremely old orb that they acquired from the Swiss Army gang, they made their way into Hexen University. Paul and Kriana were recruited by Dijon, an actual AMDA student. <laughs> and they are now going to act as alternates for the AMDA Animo Ludum team. Valanth, Kobach, and Quib were in the Grand Library trying to find the secret to get into Madame Nora's private collection of tomes to try to figure out what is going on with this orb Valanth made a confession of affection for Kobach and then touched the doorknob and vanished. Kobach is now standing alone in front of this door. Kobach, what do you do?
1: Kobach is distressed and worried, and his first thing that he thinks to do is to try to communicate with Valanth through their do-do-do communicator. Okay.
0: So you do 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 do
1: do-do-do-do, there's no answer. Kobach is sad. Kobach yells for Quib. Quib!
4: Hey, Kobach, did it work? She,
1: she touched the knob and, and, and professed her love for me. And I and can't hear she... you.
4: I'm really far away. <laughs> <laughs> still, still
1: Those big-ass ears and you cannot hear me.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was giving you some privacy. <sighs> Junior lady. lady friend.
1: She may not be anymore. What did you do to her? She touched the knob, and and then she disappeared. And I have no way of knowing if she is okay or where she went.
4: Damn, bitches do anything to get away from you, huh? I
1: I don't know what I should do. Should I I touch the knob, too? Should I?
4: Yeah, I mean, if you want to disappear and just leave Quibby all alone in a magic school that you don't know shit about.
1: (laughs) I would hate to leave you somewhere unfamiliar like a library. We'll have to find another way. Uh, Think. Think, Quib. What should we do? Well oh, gee, I never looked at it. If only you that
4: had way. any if only you had any like magic you could use, so it be probably good.
1: Uh okay, uh perhaps. I think, think. I could. Which
4: one of us knows how to use magic? Fuck.
3: Which one of you has detect magic?
1: Yes. I will detect magic.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. good idea. So did Valanth not tell him about the teleportation before? No, she did. Oh, okay.
1: So, what, is it just going to show more teleportation? Oh, I don't know. You'll have to use it. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a good way to get me screwed over. No,
3: it's just a spell. You don't have to roll for oh, it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Why is she better at this than me? Um,
4: hmm. Maybe because her parents didn't buy her admission into the school.
1: <laughs> I, I, we, I eat you. You, do, you realize that I eat you, right? <laughs> Come
4: at me, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Come for me, bitch. Um, okay, so I detect magic. In the area where Valanth disappeared.
0: Okay. You detect the same teleportation magic that she did before.
1: So you just had me waste my own time.
0: Oosh
3: magic. If an alarm had been triggered, a magical alarm from Valanth touching the door, would he... Would that detect magic have detected that?
1: That's a good question, because I feel like it should have and it wouldn't.
3: Obviously it would be magical because it can't be technological. Right. Then it would have, if there were one, it would have been triggered by touching the doorknob, and therefore the detect magic may have detected the magical alarm.
0: I am saying that when he cast Detect Magic, he detected the same thing that you described before.
3: Okay, so there's no alarm. So no one knows.
1: Well, if there's no alarm Uh, and nobody knows, wait. I didn't say that.
3: Uh, I'm I'm just
0: making it clear. I didn't say there was no alarm.
3: So there could be an alarm. Either way, we don't know. I don't know. I'm not there.
0: And is Detect Magic, is that a level zero spell? It's a zero. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) You're
2: trying to take away spells from him. (laughs) Take that, Star Lord. It's a zero. That's such a shady (laughs) thing.
1: No, that's why I am not.
2: Mis- I
0: wasn't going to try to talk him out of it.
4: I assume my hacking skills are not going to work on the magic
1: door. Mm-mm, the show ain't. And while
0: they're looking at that, they're just standing there scratching their noggins. We cut to Paul and Kriana outside the tent having a conversation. Okay, here's the deal, Paul. You don't know any magic.
2: Um,
5: one, we haven't had me given the opportunity to learn. Two, you don't know any magic either. I'm... And- do no you know how to make light look more fun than already is
2: but it's more than you can
5: as uh, so far as you know
2: i can also do more with my Solarian abilities
5: oh yeah you can make your whip and chop someone's head off it's
2: not just the whip it's more than that what more is it <laughs> there are attunements in combat in which i can control the energy around me as well
5: so more than just your Solarian energy
2: well i can it I can alter the energy around the air, and I can force people away, I can pull them in, basically create an explosion on myself. I can do a lot more.
5: You gotta make it look like magic, though.
2: It is magic. As far as they're concerned, it's magic.
5: But does it look like fire magic, or water magic, or earth magic?
2: It looks like solar magic.
5: Well, that's not allowed in London.
0: It doesn't say that, it just has magic. Do we have, like, the rule book?
5: I had, I'd got a good culture roll. I don't know. What was your culture roll?
0: Yeah, there were books in the tent that you could have grabbed one of those on your way out. We did. Okay. So in the rulebook... For book, our private time. Does it say what kind of magic is not allowed? In the rulebook, it says that each of you are going to be provided with wands by the judges for the animo Ludum so that everyone has a level playing field. Ew. And with these wands, you are only allowed to cast three spells. One is a fireball... Type spell, the other one is uh, like a water whip, and the third is um, a massive tangle of vines. All of these are designed to attack your opponent.
5: are you able to make anything that looks like a fireball or a water whip or a massive tangle of vines designed to attack your opponent, or are you able to make light different and push someone with wind
2: it's not I'm pushing them with wind, but yeah oh my god that's about it
5: well then let's use our time to to study. I think I can learn. At the very least, the water one.
0: <laughs> As you are flipping through the book looking for uh, more information, one of the itinerary, one of the pamphlets that you got at the beginning falls out of the of the book. And you notice on the bottom of the pamphlet is a 10% coupon for a magic store called Tricky Trinkets. What do you think?
2: About
5: Tricky Trinkets, I think it's a great marketing tool. I think it's catchy. I think that they must be doing well if they got on the bottom of the itinerary. I think that they can probably help me learn the fireball spell after I master the water one on my own.
2: (laughs) And what about positions in the team?
5: Oh, um, I mean, if you go first, I know we're trying to be distraction, but we're also trying to make
2: me team captain. So do you want to go first? Put on a big show? You have to draw blood first. That's what Farouk asked.
5: Yeah, and I'm really good at ranged stuff. Is your aim better than mine? Probably not. I mean, before I was just pulling your chain, you definitely should have gone first because of your fake magic. But now since it's not real magic, then we have to use a very specific type of magic. I think I should go first.
2: I think because of how specific it is. I mean, yeah. you're better at bullshitting your way through things. That's thank for you.
5: Sure. I think you meant charming, but thank you.
2: It's about the time.
5: Well, let's see what they say at Tricky Trinkets.
2: Well, we got to go tell Farouk what we're doing position wise first.
5: So I'll be point. Someone else be the wall. Then it's Dijon. Oh, so uh Najit. Will be Wall. Dijon will be third. Then you, and then Farouk will sweep at the end.
2: Okay, so let's do that then. Let's go tell him.
5: Great. Is the? Can you check if the Sharon is still there?
2: I'll, how about you wait out here? I'll just go tell him. That'd be so great. Got a weird problem with Sharon. It's just the bugs. It's they're good people.
5: It's just their bugs.
2: Yeah, kind of are too. Pardon never mind
5: where's your skeleton
2: you both have like where's your skeleton <laughs> it's it's on the inside oh
5: mine too how weird how different
2: huh. all right go tell him. i'll go inside the tent if you
5: see magic-y stuff grab it what have you decided
2: uh we decided that your call is the best call and i'll go ahead and be fourth
6: excellent so you've just wasted our time
2: yeah yeah bro
6: I appreciate your honesty.
2: I wasn't sure about how well he would do at point. He hasn't done it in a bit, but he feels real confident about it. He's been doing a lot of training in it, so.
6: I'm very happy to hear this.
2: That's great. You're happy. We're happy. We're happy that you're happy.
6: Now, we have about half an hour before we have to report to the holding area. Do whatever you need to do to prepare yourself.
2: Uh, Do you have a playbook? Team playbook? Uh, We haven't been updated on it recently.
6: It is a one-on-one duel.
2: Yeah, I know, but some, some team captains have strategies like what they want the pointer to do, what they want the wall to do, it's like yeah. specifics like that.
6: Let me lay out my strategy very plainly. Sure, yeah. My plan is to have the point, draw first blood, and then for us to decimate every other school that has come here to perform in the animo Ludum. I plan to have everyone read their opponents perfectly and to take them out swiftly.
2: It's a good plan. It's a really good plan.
6: It has worked for my family for four generations, and today it shall work for a fifth.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm sure it will.
6: Now, please leave me, as I need time to prepare myself.
2: As he was, like, talking, I was looking around the room to see if there were any, like, magical artifacts or anything they could take that would help us out.
0: Give me a perception roll. That's a 19. 19. So you see um, a couple practice wands laying around. And uh, you also see, so he was reading a book when you came in. You see one of these books also like shoved under a couple papers on on a desk that's in the tent.
2: Wait, there are other kind of books other than the practice books?
0: Other than the practice books. These are discernibly different from the practice books.
2: Kind of want to slide a hand one of them.
0: Yep. Paul to him. Telepathically.
5: What's going on? You find anything good?
2: There's some books. Some, some books. This <laughs> place is
5: just full of books. It's all it is, just books. I know, but the good books or really, shitty books? I mean, they look different
2: than what we normally
5: have. We'll take a practice book and then take a cool different book. And it, what else? And nothing else
2: we yeah, can practice? Yeah, so, so that's what uh, that's what Karina will do. He'll, uh, in addition to grabbing one of the practice books, he'll try to <laughs> slip that other book underneath and grab both of them. Give me a sleight of hand. Oh, that's 20.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: You are able to grab one of the practice books, and then uh, you're able to grab the other book as well.
2: And and get some wands. can I grab these wands just so we can rehearse, just want to get comfortable with the feelings?
6: Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Ben.
2: Thanks. We'll see see you in the field. You'd better. Of course. Of course. Grab the two wands and head on out.
6: See you soon.
0: See ya, bro. And you exit the tent. Cut to... Kobach. And Quib in the library, still standing in front of this door
1: with a red dragon skull. Uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, there's books everywhere, books on reading, books on the druids. We have to figure it out.
4: I have two ideas.
1: That explains the sweat.
4: Hmm. Hold on, I forgot the first one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have one idea. She on that shit again.
4: <laughs> so the door, it's like the doorknob and then the red dragon is like right above the doorknob.
0: There's a red dragon skull decorating this door
4: like an actual skull not like, like an a...
0: actual skull okay. it's not a replica or anything like that inside the open mouth is the doorknob and below the mouth ma- below the skull is a plaque that reads feed the fury keep the hunger alive
4: and there was a reason why we can't just throw a grenade at the door because it'll set off an alarm that was what we said
2: i mean you'd also be throwing a grenade inside a library
4: <laughs> oh like was gonna happen. what if we take what if we do something to the skull though like don't touch the doorknob but like touch the skull
1: you want to try that <laughs> you want me to try that yes that's not gonna happen i feel like we should figure out what happened to Valanth because it didn't i mean it seems like it worked it did what it was supposed did to valance, do
4: valance like did she just like touch it or she like say something before she left she had like she said like i got an idea and then she just like touched it or did she like tell you anything important
1: she touched the knob she disappeared
4: no but what happened like before she touched the knob did anything of note happen before she touched the knob?
1: She told me she loved me. She touched, and then the, oh! knob. touched the knob. <laughs> and then she left.
4: <laughs> That's why it's she funny. Was like, she was like, I love you. Now let me go kill myself right now because nothing could be worse <laughs> than being in this state.
2: <laughs> than being in love
4: with a goddamn lizard.
1: That's racist. And I object because my race is better than yours.
2: Confess to love, touch the knob. Sounds about
3: right. <laughs> yeah. Disappeared forever.
1: Uh,. No. Uh, maybe I should touch the knob, too.
4: I just don't... I mean, yeah, if you want to leave me here all alone, I just don't see what the... You can just walk down the hall and leave me if you want to leave me, but I don't, I'm not going to tell you not to.
3: What about looking up the other two founders?
1: For their lessons?
3: Yeah. From the beyond. From the beyond. Let's imagine that I said that
4: before I left. If only we were surrounded by books and knowledge.
1: Then we should research the, the other founding members. You can read, can you?
4: Yeah, bitch, I can read.
1: I, I didn't want to assume. I, I will look up Biroj... You look up... Vodmar
4: That's fine. The V's are closer to the ground anyway.
0: (laughs) And the two of you uh, begin to research. Cut to Paul and Kriana. I took this this book out of Farooq's
2: tent. (laughs) It looked old.
3: (laughs) How old was it? Very old. It's so
1: old.
5: We know the key to magic is that it must be old. Exactly. So this is good.
2: I figure that's what we learn from Kobach.
5: Well done, Captain.
2: We're going to read the book as we're walking over to that charms place.
0: Which book are you reading?
5: I want to read the secret
2: book. You think it's going to give you powers. That's why. It's just something. I hope it has something in
0: it. You open up the book and it becomes very apparent to you very quickly. This is a joke book. (laughs)
3: What the mother... Like a, a book of jokes or a, a... book of jokes, okay. like a book, book like a
0: thousand and one jokes. I'm sorry, what's the other option?
3: Like a fake book that like electrocutes
1: you when you like open
3: it, like a joke book. Uh,
5: do those exist?
3: I'm sure they do.
1: Or one of those books where you try to drink out of it, but it just dribbles down your face, like a, a joke book. book? A book where you try to a book. I don't know a joke glass. You know when you're a
4: drinking book? out of a book, looking totally normal, <laughs>
1: totally, and yeah. not
4: at all like an alien trying to blend in.
1: We are aliens.
5: <laughs> I'm from a small town, but I've never heard of a joke book. Anyways, it's a book of jokes? Just just jokes. Look if there's any dog-eared. I want to get in with him. <laughs> Where's favorite jokes?
0: Yeah, there's a couple pages on uh Kasathas that are that are
1: dog-eared. Oh, is it's racial
0: jokes? <laughs> Probably. These are some jokes about Kasathas.
5: So we know he loves Kasatha jokes.
0: Cool. Um
2: that's that's a
0: read that's me
5: one. Read me one out of the book. What no, race you- is this
0: Kasathas again? The four-armed race. The four-armed.
5: One. <laughs> wait, I wait, here's one. How many Kasathas does it take to screw in four light
2: bulbs? Just one. That's how math works. These aren't good
5: jokes at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like with how dry Farouk clearly is, I feel like he probably thinks that's funny.
5: He might have actually smiled when he yeah. read that one. Okay, well now we know, so that's good. Let's just go to to tricky trinkets.
2: Is there anything I can do with this book? Like any check for the playbook? For the for, no, for the joke book, like. I feel so disappointing. that it's just jokes. I think
0: it's just joke book. Well, you can see that there are, like, some of the jokes are circled and there are notes. You get the sense that maybe he's trying to improve his joke telling.
5: Oh, maybe he's trying to woo someone. How you cut by? Yeah. What about the practice book was say?
0: The practice books gives you the words for the spells and the stances and the different uh, gestures you need to make with your hands to perform the spells. It, it has some tips on how to read your opponent, and it emphasizes greatly that the best way to learn how to duel in the animal Ludum is by, with practice, much practice.
5: Okay, so we can practice for approximately 25 minutes. Paul wants to memorize the book as much as he can.
0: Okay, so we'll just say that you keep reading the book as you guys are walking around, and that will manifest itself as some sort of bonus later.
5: I want to read it aloud so that
0: Kriyana can hear it too. Yeah, we both want to be looking at it and, like, practicing the gestures while we're walking. So, you are now walking through the fairgrounds. There are a lot of uh, tents, people you know, selling different foods, different wares, clothes, scarves, things like that. And uh, you come upon a um, big yellow tent with a sign outside that says Tricky Trinkets.
5: I'd say we go in, we enter.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. You walk into Tricky Trinkets and immediately you are hit with the um, aroma of lavender. Mm. It smells very good in here. The only light available in the tent is coming from these Firefly-type things that are that are flying around. Oh, my God. And as soon as you walk in, you hear a voice say, Well, hello! Who do we have here? Hey, hey! Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm great.
5: I'm Brandon. This is Teddy. What may we call you today?
0: My name is Ariorn. <laughs> Ariorn?
2: That's a mouthful.
0: Ariorn. And I should mention that Ariorn is a gnome. So you guys are looking down... ...on him, and he's got a bald head with uh, this big purple beard. It's totally
5: normal. Arion, what's up? We're in the Ludum today.
0: Oh, are you? Yeah, we How just How interesting. It is, isn't it? Tell us why. Well, because it is a great honor to be chosen to be uh, performed for your school in the Animal Ludum. You must be very well practiced in the arcane. So well practiced. Incredibly. Almost well too practiced. well practiced. Well, what can I do for you today? This is my establishment. This is Tricky Trinkets. We love it here.
5: Um, I I'm in the Ludum. Like I said, we are in the Ludum. And we each have a younger sibling back home. Mm. And they're not old enough to be in the Ludum, but we wanted to get them something to make it feel like, you know, like they could practice. So we were lucky if you had like, like a fire spell, you know, like a little marble or something that I can give them or like like a smaller water whip or, or like a like a like a pill or something that can make vines, you know, like
2: yeah, like a vine charm or something. Mm, cuz cuz they like to they like to duel each other and we want them to kind of like playfully duel each other in a safe
5: environment. Right? And like figure out, you know, that we want to start them early so that they can keep learning.
0: I see. Well, we do have these souvenir wands that are replicas of the ones that they use that you're going to use in the the animal ludum perhaps your younger siblings would be interested in these
5: and do they do the spells for them like i don't just want to give they them a do stick. a much
0: smaller version of, of the of the spell
5: oh why why smaller like not trying to raise no chumps
0: well it's just designed to do smaller versions of, of the spells it's very safe i assure you they will not be hurt
5: Arian, if you know magic as well
0: as I do... Um, I I, um, I assume that I do not. I have never performed in the animal ludum myself.
5: Oh, well, then you know that you can't make something weaker. You could just put, uh, like, a lid on it. So do you make these here, or do you get them in from somewhere? So you're looking for something a bit stronger yeah like younger sibling but he's how old how old's your steady like
2: that's like 12 yeah twelve's 12's, 12's enough they could be firing we want to toughen them up you know because mm. we want them to be the best they can be in the Ludum when they get there like a little
5: parental guard that we could take on and off you know i want him to grow into it like shoes something
0: modular i
5: love your beard by the yeah. way
0: well thank you and he starts to stroke his beard and his, just so we can all be clear and speak plainly Sounds to me like you're looking for, and I don't mean to offend.
5: I'm yet to be offended. I'll let you know.
0: He goes to the front of his little tent. He opens it up. He looks right. He looks left. And he closes it really quick. He turns around and says, It sounds to me like you're looking for a cheater's wand.
2: We are looking for something similar for, again, our brothers. Yes, of course, your brothers.
5: They just need it in the next 19 minutes, though.
0: Perhaps I do know where a pair of cheaters' wands can be. Let's just call them wands, Ariel. <laughs> I'm in the business, so I have to call things by what they yes, are. Yes, but how about for, like
2: this, a for this instance, we call them replica wands. Mm, that's now good, to for
0: think. these replicas, with a capital R, <laughs> let's say. Now, at the, when you guys came in, you were able to exchange all of your credits, or however many you want, for copper coins, which is the currency that they use, one-to-one ratio on that exchange. I could part with them for five hundred copper pieces each. Jesus,
2: it's like half of what we have.
0: Teddy, can you just go stand by
5: the the front door for me? Just for a moment, Teddy.
2: All right, yeah, I'll go.
5: And Paul just leans down right next to Ariorn because he's about to intimidate him. Okay.
0: Should I roll first, or say what right I want to say first? You should say what it is and then roll. I feel
2: like I'm on the same page as him, so I'm gonna have the Solarian whip. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay.
5: Now listen here, you little know. I don't care what color your beard is. I don't care if you've been to the seven fucking whatever little magic-y moons that you have here. I will rip out your intestines and then he will eat them in front of you. Have you seen him? He will eat them if you do not give us these wands at 100 gold, copper, whatevers.
0: Roll for that intimidate.
2: Can I assist him in any way? Woof.
0: It's not good, everyone. Yeah, you can try to assist him. It's going to be 15. Okay, so plus 2 to whatever you rolled.
5: Then total we have an 18.
0: All right, I understand where you're coming from. I can I can sell them to you for less, but you must understand that if if it if it comes to light that I'm selling these replicas, I'll be ruined. I'll be finished. It's going to be as dim as this ten old buddy. I will give them to you for 350 coppers. I cannot go any lower than that. Both for 350. Three hundred and fifty each. No, both for three hundred fifty. Did you hear the part about the intestines? Yes, I heard the part about the intestines. You're a little old gnome in here, man. I am not alone in here. Oh? No. If you try to strike at me, I will have Liza pierce your heart. Who is Liza? And uh, you see, crawl out from under a table. This, um Kriana would recognize this as a sting bat. Oh shit! Looks like a monkey that walks out. It's got pink fur. Uh, but it also has this uh, weird webbing in between its uh, its arms and its and its side, kind of like a flying squirrel. And uh, it has a tail with like a scorpion stinger on the end of it.
2: Those are native to Marada, so I would definitely know them. And I would know exactly how to deal with them. You'd have an idea. What do you want me to roll? Farming or do you want me to roll survival?
0: There has to be, like, I think survival would be it. 24. You approach the sting bat and it kind of looks at you. And it's like not sure how to feel about you approaching it, and uh, you kneel down and extend your hand and it can feel that you are not trying to to threaten it.
2: I start uh, singing to it in mariquam.
0: What's that sound like JD Gizmo <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't. You're not gonna make me fucking
1: say Do it. Do like it. An do it. That's what we're here for. Do it.
5: Do like a do like a like a heart at heart heart.
2: Well, I was gonna say it does kind of sound like like a like
0: an old Irish Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Danny.
5: Oh, boy. my mother, she died.
0: <laughs> it crawls up your arm and is uh, sitting on your shoulder. Yeah, and I start like <sighs> like petting it and everything. <laughs>
2: Mm. I'm, uh, gonna take it out of the tent with me
0: Okay, that happens <laughs> Just kinda nod to Paul Paul nods back Alright, three fifty for both of them, that's fine
5: And you don't say a word, bro
0: No, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't dream of saying a word well, Thank you so much And if you get caught with them, you will not say a word about it. Of course Then he hands you a small case What's this? These are the replicas you just purchased Thank you so much Thank you so much Uh... Paul leaves. Okay.
2: I'm best friends with the thing now. <laughs> I'm taking it.
0: They walk out of the tent, and we cut back to Kobach and Quib. So Quib, remind me, which founder were you looking up? Voldemal. So you were able to find a book that talks about Voldemal in length, and you know that his philosophy, his main teaching point was unconventional methods are usually most effective and also more fun. Never stop reaching outside of yourself. Kobach, you were looking up Baroque. Yes. His most famous quote and general teaching philosophy was, No matter how imposing your opponent may seem, everyone has a weakness. Once you've found it, take no shame in exploiting it.
4: So I did remember my other idea. And now that I have read... This Fodemont philosophy, which honestly you should probably know since you went to the school. Um, what if we just like scream at this door real loud with like a lot of anger? And just like feed the fury?
1: Okay, we go over what we know. We know to uh, look outside of ourselves to exploit our enemy's disadvantages.
4: Not always as complicated as it seems. What if? Oh, what if we just touch it together?
1: And then we both go. Wherever Valente went.
4: Yeah, and then you can tell her that you love her too.
1: Uh, hey, <laughs> we can at least find her
4: that's gonna be awkward as fuck i can't wait <laughs> honestly though like the is way out of your league if i get to her i'm gonna be like oh you can do better
1: that may be true but that then again no, i've been on the ship with all of you for a very long time and none of you have anything going on romantically so i guess i'm ahead of the game shall we at the same time touch the knob
4: yeah that's what i said okay Hold my hand, though. I'm not (laughs) letting... We're going together. Two, three. And then Quiv and Kovac, holding hands, both touch the knob together.
0: And as soon as you touch the knob, your vision is filled with white. (coughs) And you feel the temperature drop significantly. You are now, instead of standing in the library, you are standing on grass. And you can see that there is fog also surrounding you. Um, You look around, you see that Valanth is also there. Very confused. And you are in a graveyard.
4: Ah, right, well, that didn't work.
0: Valanth. Why did she, uh,
3: She's at a loss for
0: words. Valanth, you've been here for like an hour.
3: <laughs> yeah. Within that hour, can I roll perception to have perceived anything about where I am? Yes. 26.
0: You look around... And it seems that this graveyard is a very finite space. You've tried to walk, uh, like, exit the graveyard, and you cannot. And you guys look around, and you can see there are a couple of trees, there's grass, there's, there's tombstones. But there's also empty space around you as well. And you can't walk any further than the, the grass beneath your feet.
3: Have I perceived any of the names on any of the gravestones?
0: Yes, did you touch any of those?
3: No, I wouldn't have touched. Okay.
0: So you see names that you know that you've heard Norina mention in her stories about the dragon cultists. The names are as follows. There is Medir, Bedwin, Guir, and Teleri.
4: So now what do we do?
1: Well, we...
4: I feel like maybe someone has something to say to you.
1: Uh, at a later time, I don't think this is the time... He was like, we got to
4: go get the lamp. I miss her.
1: She's paraphrasing. Um, Detect magic?
3: Detect magic.
1: With detect magic, you can tell that
0: there is a um, necromancy magic that is happening with these four tombstones. You're not feeling magic from any other place but these four tombstones. I mean, obviously, you're in a magical type space. But other than that, you're getting strong necro feelings from these tombstones Necro feelings. <laughs> yep.
3: So there's is there there's a a physical limit like we can't physically walk away from this.
0: Right. You you've got um a small patch of land uh, where you can walk around a little bit, but other than that you can't you can't walk uh, away from this graveyard.
3: Leave it to Nora to come up with something like this.
1: I had no idea Nora was even capable of something like this. She's terribly un- underpaid.
3: Yeah, well clearly
4: she keeps a lot of secrets in that fat ass. Well, Lance looks at you kind of
1: Anyway, uh, perhaps uh, we
4: now we know how you got those degrees.
1: We have no, we have Half no the
4: teacher. <laughs> we
1: we have no, we have nothing to do here except interact with the uh, the headstones. Or we may be trapped here forever.
3: I suppose that's our that's our only option.
1: Let's see. Perhaps there is something with with the names that will give us a hint.
0: Quib. While you were going through the books looking for the names of the founders of Hexton University, you also came across some, uh, a history book, Volume 3, that talked about the professors at Hexton University. And you remember that these are the names of four of the leaders of the Red Dragon cult that Norina hunted
1: down.
4: Well, 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 uh, I happen to know some of these names.
1: They are the four leaders of the Dragon Cult. Hey!
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Petty.
4: Something I learned in, like, five minutes of flipping through some books, that these is the four leaders of the Red Dragon Cult that Miss Nora, with the fat ass, took down herself.
1: I'm guessing that this is a situation where, in order to guard her secrets, she has these things to attack whoever comes here
3: maybe a trial yeah, guardians i suppose
1: i think we should perhaps try gueir i like bedwin
3: you're not here
0: <laughs> as soon as you touch the gravestone you can feel the the earth under the tombstone start to shift and a hand pokes through the ground and a uh, shambling corpse pulls itself Out from underneath the earth. And uh, it is wearing what you assume to be the cloak of the red dragon cultists. And it has pictured on the chest uh, a a red dragon, of course. And it is breathing fire towards his uh, left arm. Everyone roll initiative!
3: I should have
0: picked Bedwin.
3: I don't think it matters.
0: Quib, you are up first. What
1: would you like to do?
4: I would like to shoot the zombie with my gun.
1: All right, go ahead. Which gun are you using?
4: I have a laser rifle and I have a shotgun.
1: Whichever one is most likely to blow its head off.
3: Shotgun at that We're all very
4: close. I mean, I wouldn't mind (laughs) (laughs) getting some peripheral blasts on... Mobok over there, but, um...
5: Why, why does she hate me so much? Because you told her she couldn't read for, like, a few hours.
4: Um, yeah, so I'm going to use the rifle.
1: Good for her for worrying about my will-being while hating me. I think that's just that she's a big person.
4: No, I think it shows that, um, I might need you later. All right, so it's a 13.
0: <laughs> so you take out your laser rifle, and you aim it at this zombie... You fire, and the it hits him, but it seems to just bounce off of him. It seems to have no effect at all. Dope, 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 dope. Up next is Kobach.
1: Shit. Um, and I don't have my staff. I guess I can do mind thrust, but do they even have a mind?
0: Studying uh, necromancy like you did, you know that the, there's no active mind in there.
1: Shooting stars it is, then.
0: All right, so yeah, let's just roll a d20 and add your, um, your wisdom to it.
1: It's a three. You
0: call down a shooting star. And um, it it misses him completely, flies right by him. And after that, it is Valanth.
3: What will, fatiguing him, what benefit is that?
0: A lot of things. He's going to take a negative one to a lot of his checks. I'm
3: going to roll on that then.
0: He has to make a fortitude save, which he does not make. So he is now fatigued. Yay, I did something. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I didn't just mind thrust myself. And
0: after that, it is the zombie's turn. Quib is the only one that actually hit him, so he's going to go after Quib. He turns towards Quib and moans, and then swipes and hits Quib upside her head. So he does two points of damage. And then we are back to Quib.
4: Quib be going to cut his ass. 17.
0: You put away your laser rifle. Take out your knife and you slash him across the chest. No problem. He's not moving. He's right beside you. You slash him across the chest and uh, you can see that you cut right through the cloak. Doesn't seem to have done anything to him at all.
4: Am I like not making, is it like not, is it, like there's like a force field that's like, like not making the knife go into him or like go into him? It just doesn't have any damage.
0: You definitely made contact with his flesh and cut him open. But he is fine. He seems to be fine. He's not uh, affected by it at all. You have to go for his head.
4: Like, unfortunately, Connor
5: said. Like what, Allie? I didn't I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Like Connor said. That's, yeah.
0: Up next is Kobak.
1: I can do telekinetic projectile, all right?
0: Yeah, there's like stones and stuff
1: lying around. Yeah, that I can like throw at his head? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Go for it. 12.
0: You reach out with your mind and you grasp stone that is nearby and you hurl it at the red dragon cultist and it smacks him upside the head and he does not change at all up next is Valanth du jour
3: the only thing i can do is smack him with my staff can i reach out to them with my limited telepathy absolutely so i reach out to them what should i do so i only know the one teaching.
4: You gotta figure out what his weakness is and then go for it, and then you, it also, you also gotta do something unconventional and, like, have fun with it. Those were the other teachings that we learned.
3: Valanth is going to try and knock him down to just buy time. So it's a 13.
0: Yeah, you knock him down. <laughs> and, he, and he stumbles down on, onto his gravestone. And it's actually his turn. And he's gonna spend his turn uh, standing up, and, and someone roll me a perception.
4: Well, I got this natural twenty. Okay, <laughs> uh,
0: nice. So, Quib, as you were studying where you cut him across the chest, just trying to figure out why didn't it work, you are distracted again by the um, sigil on his cloak of the red dragon breathing fire uh, towards <gasps> the left side. So we need to use the cloak.
3: No the left side.
0: It's whatever you interpret that information to be.
3: His left side? His left side. His left or my left?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it is Quib's turn.
4: Go for the left. I was going to go for his head. Go for the left.
0: I'm going to go for
4: that left side that the dragon's facing. Plus five, so it's a ten.
0: You stab him in his left arm with your knife. And as soon as you do, he disintegrates.
3: <laughs> Shit, that was easy.
0: Damn, all I needed was a
3: ten. Well, he had fatigue, too, so his AC was down. Yeah, you loosened it. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: that is it. You see uh, dust that used to be this zombie just wafting in this simulated air, and it joins the fog that is surrounding you.
4: So we gotta do that to all these dudes. I think you're right.
0: And for the sake of time, we will assume that you do the same thing (laughs) thing with the other gravestones. The graveyard vanishes all three of you feel that you are falling down now very quickly and then all of a sudden you stop and you're in a hallway the hallway has two shelves on either side just lining the entire uh length of the wall which is about 50 feet uh this this hallway it's a it's a room but it's a very long rectangular room and at the end of this room is a pedestal and on this pedestal is a book kobak you can feel it deep in your gut that this is the book you've been looking for. Volanth, you also get this deep sensation that this is the book that you need.
1: Well, I guess this is the book. This is what we need. Kobak goes and takes the book.
0: As soon as you start to walk towards the book, the hallway gets longer
1: in front of you.
3: Psychokinetic hand is not, it won't, it's too far for that.
1: It's too far for that. The first thing was the weakness. We identify the weakness. So that must mean that this trial must be one of the other things.
4: Maybe it's not so complicated. Maybe we just got to like run faster. Or what if we turn
3: around? And go the other way.
1: And maybe it'll come back.
3: Okay, well.
1: We turn around and. Go the other way. Go the other way. You run into a wall. Oh, great. Oh, okay.
3: I'll go backwards. We could try walking backwards.
1: Okay, how about walking backwards towards the book?
0: Walking backwards towards the book, the book starts to come closer to you.
3: Hey. hey. We, keep, we keep doing that until we reach the book <laughs> and we grab it. You're welcome. That was much easier than the first try. <laughs>
4: it's a lot easier than uh, getting four degrees, too.
3: I'd like to point out I only have three. Oh, Valanth, I think you're great. This motherfucker.
0: As soon as you grab the book, you look around and your environment has changed again. You're now in a very comfy uh, reading area with uh, nice chairs, a fireplace, and uh, music that is playing for your reading enjoyment. Let's read the book. You spend the next couple of minutes reading this book. And the book, Kobach, Valanth, you can tell, is older
3: (laughs) How old is it? Older than
0: Hexton itself. So whoever wrote this was around before Hexton was founded. And it, and it talks uh, in length about the Gamleer. And whoever wrote this book was going around looking for information on the Gamleer. Where did they come from? Where did they go?
3: Where did they come from? Hot Hot not night go. Joe.
1: <laughs> Jinx.
0: <laughs> exactly. And he talks about these um, artifacts that the gamleer would use and one of them is called the imperium and the imperium are described as these orbs that the leaders of the gamleer would use and reading the description that that's in the book you can you get a very strong sense that this is what you have is is one of these orbs and that each of these orbs have a power that is great and all their own and when all of the imperium are joined together the person that wrote this book believes that all their powers would be amplified, and something even greater, unlike you know, a galaxy-wide scale, could be accomplished. They're not sure what it is, but that's the theory that's written in this book. And this person was able to find one of these Imperium and figured out the word that would allow him to use its power. Uh, the word is "activovat." Activovat.
4: Activovat. Yes. It's like infinity orbs.
5: Orbs. Well, because these are circles. Do you remember? It's an old marble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a very
3: old.
5: And now we know it's called an imperium.
3: Well, you don't know
1: that You yet. don't know that. It's true.
5: I am named Connor, and I am alive and present in this room, <laughs> unless I am a ghost, in which case, I don't want to be
1: here anymore. Do you guys hear
3: something? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we read it. We found the word.
1: I think it was very unlikely that whoever sent us for this orb had no idea what it was. I would agree. That explains why the headmaster went to Absalom Station to get this, and maybe they are who are behind all of this.
3: I think the more pressing concern right now is how do we get out of here? Do we see the door? Yeah, there's a door. Oh, okay. Let's take the door. We go out the door.
1: Boom, we're back in the library. Okay, so now we got what we want from the library. We should get out of here. We didn't take
4: the book, right? We left the book? I'm taking the book.
1: We We need to leave before Norder returns.
3: You know shit. We should check on the game.
1: We need to get them and we need to get out of here as soon as possible.
3: So as they exit the room, Valanth gets this feeling, this like sixth sense of dread and of just of, of panic about everything. And she says, okay, you have the book. I think you have all the information you need. I think I should go and check and make sure that everything is fine. I don't know if any alarms were triggered. I don't I don't know where Norina is. I should go check on these things and you guys should go find the other two.
1: Valant, thank you for taking care of this. And also about what you said earlier, I'm incredibly touched and I have always had feelings for you as well. But I had no idea that you felt the same about me. Um, Kobach goes to Valanth, gets close, takes her, dips her, and gives her a lizardly kiss. Aww. Ew. And then he picks her up, looks her in the eye. Thank you very much. And I hope we will see each other again.
3: She can't say anything. This, is, this has been her dream for ages. So she just kisses you again. Kisses him again.
1: And then I look at Quib, wince a little bit. <laughs> 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 and Quib, that is how it's done. And they leave to go to the animal Ludum.
4: Bitch, I told you to do that.
1: So Valanth
0: is left in the library. She's now kissed Kobak twice, something she's been dreaming, hoping for, for years. What does she do?
3: She stands there for a moment kind of collecting herself and just kind of waits actually just relishing the feeling and just just trying to remember it and then she comes to her senses and bolts off to try and find Narina.
0: cut to paul and criana you you join farouk nijat and dijan at the holding area, as the pre-show is happening for the animal Ludum, the, the game proper is is about to commence, and Farouk looks at both of you and says, are you ready to begin?
2: Yeah, Farouk, um, and I pull him off to the side a bit. Yes. Hey, listen, buddy, I accidentally grabbed an extra book when I was grabbing the, uh, the practice books. So All here, right. I think it's yours. And I give him back the joke book. Hmm,
6: I'm not sure that this belongs to me, but I will hold on to it.
2: It's got some good jokes in there.
6: I will have to see. I've never perused one of these myself. Thank you. Now, let us go and win the Animal Ludum.
0: Got this. PRAMDA! And that's where we're going to end Aww. this
5: episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tableverse podcast. The crew of the Terrapin will return next week. If you like this episode, please consider leaving us a review and rating on iTunes. It'd really go a long way to help other amazing people, such as yourself, to find the show. If you'd like to keep up with us between episodes, you can find us across all social media platforms at The Tableverse. The Tableverse podcast is a Timid Jester production. It is hosted by Justin Harris. You can find him at Charis Harris. The podcast is edited by Jeffrey Duke and Justin Harris. Quib is played by Allison Klemp. You can find her at Allison Klemp. Powell is played by Connor Gallagher. I'm him. We are at... Connor said what? Go bunk. Is played by Quintan Lamar. You can find him at Quinten Lamar. Captain Justus Criana is played by Jeffrey Duke. You can find him at Jeffrey Duke. Original music for the Tableverse podcast was composed by Jennifer Rocamp. You can find her at jenniferrocamp.com. Original artwork for the Tableverse podcast is illustrated by Liara K. Crane. You can find her at liarakcrane.co.uk. Until next time, remember... Never say goodbye to anyone at a party. It's needy.